0: Okay, so I was just thinking because I'm constantly adding on to this video that I want to do about how you can end up marking people as false prophets and false teachers immaturely and carelessly. And when you do that, you can end up marking someone that is a child of God, someone that is a sheep and a servant of God. And when that happens, and you're not just judging them unrighteously, but you're also going up against the master, which is God, because he's the one performing the work in the person. And so people that are going out looking for some fault to find in someone or see the next thing that they're going to do, that's somebody that's a busybody. That that reminds me of people that used to always be getting in other people's business. They enjoy watching these reality shows and stuff, or... Well, when people used to get in my business, they always wanted to see how's Quinella doing, what's she doing, what's she up to? And I'm like, no, you don't care about me. You're not concerned. You're just being nosy. But um, they're going to look for fault. And see, here's the thing that, because they're working for the devil and don't even realize it. Here's the thing. They are going to find fault because to people who are not saved, there's fault there because the sin still remains until they can be saved. The hope is that they will be saved. And for people that are saved... We're being sanctified and we're working on our salvation with fear and trembling under the work of God by our faith in Jesus. So that means also that there will be some faults there. It, we will not continue living on in sin, but there are faults there because we're working on our salvation in fear and trembling. So what does that also mean? This means that we may, for example, God may have us focusing on not doing, you know, activity A anymore. And we're working out that. We may not be realizing we're doing activity B and activity C. We don't have anybody that may be encouraging us to do right or telling us not to do something. And so right now we're just being led by the Holy Spirit. And God knows the heart of this person. They desire to do us right. And they're fighting against their flesh. Not struggling. I don't want to say struggle. You're fighting against the flesh. And uh, now you got this person over here, another person. They're looking for fault. So... They're looking at the individual who doesn't realize they have fault B and C going on. And they're able to see it because they also, ironically, have that same fault in themselves. But instead of working out their own salvation, if they are saved, they're over here broadcasting to everybody else, both saved and not saved. Oh, look what the person over here is doing. Oh, man, can you believe they did this? Can, they, can you believe they said that? Oh, no, they can't be a Christian if they did X, Y, and Z. And it's like, okay, who are you to say that? You're not even judging the fruits. I have noticed that, and the reason why I say this is because more times I have seen people while they're preaching or while they're teaching things, there may be a lot of what they're teaching that will be wrong or some things that I would have learned that I may have used to think was right a long time ago that they're teaching and preaching, but people forget that it doesn't matter if you're a teacher or a preacher, you're still human and you're still also working out your salvation. In fact, it is written that we will be judged harshly and as it should be, you're going to be judged harshly as a warning because pe- you're going to be the spotlight. So a lot of people are going to be looking at you and looking towards you, which means you're a target for the people that are jealous or you know envious and they want power, but not they don't want the Holy Spirit to be the center of attention. They don't want him to be the spotlight. They want to be the spotlight. They're, they're the type of people that want to steal your lights, which is really christ light, and have it for themselves. And another thing is, is because when you really, when you're teaching, you really love God's harvest. It really concerns you. And especially if you've been gifted with this, skill, you know, this, this spiritual gifts to teach, if you've been appointed and anointed by our heavenly father to teach you, you shouldn't be judged lightly. This is something that's in the back of our minds when we're teaching. Okay. You need to be cautious and prudent. rightly divide the word that everybody should be doing this anyway but especially teachers to understand and be aware of the position that they're in but but you got the people that are out here trying to just point fingers and stuff they're all about the attention and they want that recognition for man they want phrases man and so they have to feed in order for them to feed themselves they have to leech off of people and their and people's praise and what would people want that's still operating in the flesh um gossip idle mindedness busy bodiedness so they act like that and they teach like that and so for example you'll have some people that are you'll have some people that are saved i'm gonna go back to the example i said earlier so you have the person who's working he's they're working out their salvation and they're working out uh issue a that the holy spirit is convicted them to do and they they're not aware of b and c and um they're not condemned because when we're saved, we're not condemned. I don't really like um, talking about that. I don't know much about that, but I don't like the idea of secret sins because at the end of the day, God is the one that's going to reveal to our knowledge and understanding what he wants. And He, we we who want to do right by him and obey him, we're going to listen when we need to. He's going to reveal what, we, what he wants us to know at the right time. So to be worried and scared about, I may be doing something and I don't know if I'm doing it. No, that's the devil trying to get into people's heads and pretty much make you falter on your walk. He, he doesn't want you to be confident in your walk of Christ. What well, should you always be in your head and doubting and being afraid? Fear-mongering. But anyway, this person's working out uh, issue A, right? And the other person is, they're looking for faults. So they find out issues B and C. Instead of approaching the person, if they're able to, because most of the time right now, this is online, so they're not. people are not able to. They're just, oh, here's this person. Bam, let's throw this out here, which means they're not having the full scope of the everything that's going on. Instead of approaching this person to edify them and to say, hey, brother, hey, sister, this issue is going on. I don't know if you're aware of it. You know, we're not supposed to be doing this. Or especially if this is something you used to do, and this is why you're like, I'm able to see it, because I used to do that. And I just wanted to tell you I would love that uh, you're doing this, yada, yada, yada. yada. However the situation permits, you let them know. And hopefully you win a brother. If they're your brother or sister, they will love the truth. If they false brethren, they ain't gonna like the truth because they, again, they're all about getting this praise from man. And, um, but instead of doing that, they broadcast it, oh, well, look what this person did. And then the, the issue is, and it's not just one person on YouTube, because maybe some people will be drawn to thinking they know who I'm talking about. I'm seeing this happen a lot, okay? So it's not just one channel on YouTube or one article, blog. Uh, the This person will just keep routinely talking about this situation because this is someone who in the body of Christ or who someone that may be a terror, but they're constantly bringing up that person's business because they're busy bodies. They're not about the father, fo- our father's business. They're about the devil's business. They're about condemning. Cause he is an accuser of brethren. So they walk in that very thin line of accusing brethren and send here, very, very thin line of blaspheming the Holy spirit. And here's why I say this. You remember when the Pharisees had accused Jesus of pretty much doing the works of the devil and they, and, and Jesus corrected him saying, how can Satan stand against Satan? A house divided shall fall because these types of people who are out here, here's hunting, not everybody who's doing it, but I'm just saying specifically, because you can tell by these fruits of those who are either immature in the faith or they don't belong to God. They're specifically looking for fault. And they are accusing someone that is of the faith, but they have declared that they're not of the faith, whether by their standard or other standards, that they're just copying from other man's uh, what standard, what they think a Christian is. And th- since their discernment is, that's why I call it undiscernment. discernment ministries since their discernment is not rooted in spirits, rooted in the flesh and how people observe with their eyes visually, they're not able to see spiritual fruit. They're not able to discern if a person is good fruit or bad fruit to know if they come from Christ. Because somebody that has fault in them, which we will have fault in us that we're working out, Um, a person that has fault in them also presenting good fruit. They're preaching the gospel. They're telling about Jesus Christ. They're preaching about the scriptures. The, these people who are fault finding and they're constantly condemning and looking for fault, but they're saying, We're do- I'm doing things in the name of God. They're immature to not see because they're not focused on their walk. You can tell this, that this person still has to learn possibly how to teach or may have still learn how to deliver a message. They'll look for, oh man, did they really just say that word? Well, if you didn't know what this word meant, this is what it means. And so, da da. And so then they they go into that realm of presuming and assuming. That's how you know they don't know what they're talking about. Because when God is showing you something, when I do, for example, when I'm doing these videos, a lot of which I've sat on for a long time, when I'm doing these videos, you're not going to feel comfortable in the spirit. Um... Well, I I did not feel comfortable in my spirit when I was presented this stuff because I didn't see it at first. Again, I didn't see it at first. Christ let me see it with his eyes. And I I wasn't focused on the person. I was more focused on the message because the person could either be saved or not. They could be a tear or they could be weak. But at the end of the day... Both tares and wheat can be affected by the same lie, whether that person may have intentionally wanted to make a song or to preach a sermon, intentionally wanting to be deceptive or whether just flat out, they don't know any better because we all don't know everything. We really don't know nothing. At the end of the day, I'm like, no, we need to hit on these fruits. Hopefully this person, if they do see this song or sermon, and if this is something that they're routinely teaching, they can be convicted and be like, oh man, okay, I, I need to stop that. Cause I would want somebody to do that for me. But when you're focused on the individual, the person, you that's like you, that's a personal vendetta. You're out to get that person. You're not about, you're not trying to help them. You're not trying to help other people. You may claim that you are, but you're going about it the wrong way. That's why it's very important It goes back, it goes with saying that it's important to tell the truth. Of course, it's important to tell the truth. And you hear a lot of times people talk about context, which that's also important as well. But what is not really talked about a lot or enough is delivery and the right time to deliver the truth. And this is where the Holy Spirit will come in at. Because when you're working for him, he'll tell you what to say. And when to say, how to say it, how much to say, what not to say. And just because you're not saying something, it's not being deceptive. You may just let that person know a portion of what they need to know. Because that's what God wants them to know. Instead of you reading out the whole book, for example. You're reading out a verse. Or you're reading out a few chapters. It doesn't break the context. It still relays the point that the father wants to relay. But see, a lot that's not really talked about that often. The delivery. You're trying to win your brother over, your sister over. If that's the motive and the intent, it's all about delivery. And that's ignored a lot of the times. Now, for me, I love the truth. I've always loved the truth. And I've had people deliver the truth. Maybe they've done it intentionally with other motives. Or maybe they just didn't know how to do it well. Just like how there are times I didn't do it well. But at the same time, I still accepted it because I love the truth. I may not like how it was given to me. And maybe later, depending on how it was given to me, I would say, hey, you know, I didn't like how you came at me this way, but I'm thankful that you did. But, and I haven't really had to do that that often, to be honest, because in most cases, I'm just sitting here like, it must have loved me enough to say something. So um, regardless, I don't really care how you delivered it, but I do know the importance of delivery, especially when a lot of people, whether they're immature and they're Walk And when I say mature, I'm not talking about, oh, this person is stupid. They're childish. No, it's, it's You have not been saved long. We've all been there. And so you're, you're, you're going through your maturation as we all are constantly, but you're still susceptible to a lot of attacks that you're not able to yet see because you're freshly saved. And, um, to those of us who are mature and well maturing or have been saved, for a long time, or at least a long enough time to see the common things that the devil comes at with people who have just freshly been saved. We wanna protect you. (laughs) I mean, I wish I had that as well for myself. We wanna protect you. And it's not us necessarily, it's the Holy Spirit. He's working through all, everything that he desires. He's gonna do that. But he's not gonna be working through people um, uh, at least in the moment when they're, um, uh, accusing people of stuff, he's not working through people like that. I'm not saying that he's not in them, but he's not the one speaking because when it's the father's will be done, that means, uh, what he wants to be said, how he wants to be, how he wants to relay it, all of that. That's him talking a man or a woman of God. You don't have to be a teacher or a preacher when you're speaking, You mean, you're speaking God's word. And your heart and desire is to sit down and let him take the front seat. That's God speaking. That's not you. And I will tell people a lot of times, and I'm not just the only one. I've talked to a lot of people who've said the same thing to me. When you're teaching or when you're talking to people, you're learning the exact same time while it's coming out, and you're like, "Whoa, okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. I gotta write that down later. <laughs> Man, I hope I don't forget this. Lord, don't let me forget this. This is good. I liked it. I like that." But he's not going to be talking through somebody that's accusing folks or presuming and assuming because God doesn't have to sit here and figure out, um, what a person is doing. He also knows what everybody's doing too. He knows everybody's heart. God is about covering shame. He's in that business. He has the power to expose it all. But, um, what would be the overall agenda behind that? Embarrassment, right? Um, which shame. A disgrace mm-hmm. and with with love comes respect when another person doesn't respect themselves and they don't care about their own shame you respect and you love your neighbor enough that you cover their shame they may not even care they may be shameless but that means they just hate they hate themselves so you're showing them i love you by no we're not gonna everybody doesn't need to see that let's cover that up going back to um um after the flood with Noah and uh he was exposed he was naked in his drunkenness a lot of people will be talking about like uh what did he do what did his son do that was cursed what did his son do that um caused Noah to be upset and caused him to have be cursed by Noah and all this other kind of stuff and I don't think at all it's that much physically would have happened. We're missing the point. Nakedness means your sin is exposed. We see that. We see this same um, paradigm all throughout scripture from the beginning in Genesis in the Garden of Eden. All the way to even when the people who threw the woman called an adultery out to Jesus. Nakedness means your everything, your innermost Everything that's going on, your thoughts, your just all—it's just out there, and you're completely naked. Noah's sins were exposed, and instead of the first son that came in and saw this, instead of him covering his father so that nobody else will see that, because you know, if you're going to go to sleep, you know, you're not just going to lay out. Um, maybe he was physically naked, maybe he wasn't, but the the way we know, we can at least think that. Noah was not, he did not normally look and was laying down like you would if you were intentionally going to sleep because the other brothers knew and came in backwards to cover their father's shame based off what the first son or the first brother went to go tell them. So however, that first brother described how they, how their father was in position or laid or whatever, they knew he wasn't just sleep. You know, just lay it out. They knew, okay. And and again, God doesn't have to give that much detail. They may have known that this is something that Noah was um, stressed out about. They may have seen all these things and would have known, oh, okay, I don't want to see my father like I'm gonna cover him. They honored their father. That first son, he didn't honor him. He was he was quick to go. He got to go spread the news. Let me go tell all oh, my brothers what. Why would you? And that's your father too. That's your father. A person like that is over here talking all this and exposing their stuff about their father and their mother. And, and they, after being told now, because I think we've all been there, especially when you've been hurt. I know I have. Um, but I, God has corrected me about that a while ago. When you have, once you've been corrected and you have people come to you and you don't feel a tinge. At, on the at the heart of what you're doing, and you keep doing it, you don't care. You can tell the intention of that person, or at least you can you can you can see their motives by their fruits. They're not remorseful at all. Especially if they're coming at you and attacking you when you're telling them what God is telling you to say to them, what He's showing you. And that type of person, if they're talking about their mom and their dad. And exposing their shames. Again, I didn't know no better. I did this as well. This is not, a, I'm not excusing myself, but the reason why I used to do that was because a lot of the things that I wanted to know or needed to know, I had. I was seeking wisdom and understanding and I was not getting that from my parents. So I would go out and I'm saying, I'm giving an example of this to some people who may have done this and they're like, well, maybe my, my example is not like the first son who, exposes, who exposed his father. No, it's still the same. I was trying to ask other uh, parents or my closest friends at the time um, what was going on because I was trying to understand a lot of things. I kind of was left in the dark about a lot of stuff. I'll just say that. But by me doing that, I was seeking counsel from people. I was acting... God had shown me that that form of venting is gossip. I was acting just like the type of people who um, are intentionally going out to destroy the character of their parents and who are intentionally hateful towards their parents and who wanted to make themselves look good. And I was like, I was not about that. I didn't want to look good. I just wanted answers. I wanted understanding. And that's again, why I say I don't, I don't really seek counsel from people anymore. I go directly to my father. I go directly to the source to get all of my understanding from him this way. I am not gossiping or I don't slip up at the tongue because with the more talking, um, I forgot how that verse went, but um, with more speech comes more sin or something like that. And with those as women, oh, that is very (laughs) and I know I talk a lot. So that is very, very easy to just slip up and not even realize that you're dishonoring somebody or you're exposing somebody's shame. But this this same, this is why I said immature, because that's when I was very immature. I didn't know any better. I know better now. So now that I know better, I do better. But someone that, is, uh, that has a ministry or it is a YouTube channel or uh, a blog or whatever form where they're getting information out to people, podcasts or whatever, and they're all about exposing people and all that other kind of stuff, they're not, if they are saved, they're not mature enough to realize the damage they're doing to themselves as well. And they're not seeing how other people may look at them. If they are intentionally trying to do right, like I like I explained with myself, if their motives was to go this way, but they're going about it this way, again, the end of delivery, then what's going to end up happening is um, other people can look and be drawn away because the world knows a person that's gossiping, they're uh, spreading lies and stuff like that. And I used to not be attracted to that either. If somebody's just constantly, constantly bickering about somebody else's business. I mean, I used to sit around it because I didn't know. I was very currently, So I didn't know how to stand up for myself and say, okay, I don't want to talk about this. So I used to just be like, okay, if I'll be quiet and I just sit here, um, then maybe they'll stop talking. (laughs) I learned that is not possible with people who love to just run at the mouth and just talk they just like to hear themselves talk and they just like to, um, they don't even take breaths. Yo, you out talking to me. And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> you're talking a lot. <laughs> uh, cause I like to actually think I'm, I like to understand what the other person's coming from. And I like to piggyback and I like, I like playing ping pong in conversations. I don't want to sit here and play wall ball. Like they'll, they'll, they won't stop. Now you, by you being quiet, you, they're thinking, Oh, you got, all attention, and they'll just keep going. I remember talking to somebody who was like this in an apartment I used to stay at, and she would she would even talk faster when I would literally walk away and say, I have to go. So, no, I learned, no, if you sit there, you're also participating in it with them. <laughs> but even people in the world <clears throat> that are not saved, just like when we weren't saved, you knew. You know when somebody's just constantly trying to expose people's businesses. And always in somebody's business, always trying to say, hey, you know what? I got some new news about such and such and such and such. I'd had to start talking to some people that I come to find out that was the same way about me. Anytime I made a step or a move, my name was in their mouth. I'm like, what? If you are, again, if you are focused on your own, you don't, if you're not saved and you focus on your business and your goals Everything we do, is supposed to do it to the glory of God, but I'm still making a point here. If you focused on your business and your goals, you ain't got time to be in everybody else's business. You definitely don't have time to be talking about it and keeping up with everybody else's business. You don't, because the time that you have, you're going to be anxious to get into doing your own thing. Now, when we're in Christ, we shouldn't be anxious for anything, but there is an urgency in the spirit when we're obeying him and doing his work. So now that I'm saved, I'm not even just about my business. I'm about my father's business. And I definitely don't care. (laughs) Like before I didn't really care. I just didn't, again, like I said, I didn't know how to stand up for myself. But now I'm like, I don't care about what's going on in the news. I don't care. He already showed me that this is another form of gossip. It is. There's different types of gossip too. A lot of people will think that, and I used to myself, will think that, um, Gossip is just about tearing down another person or demeaning or defaming a character of a person's image. Um, but that's not just the gossip. Gossip is revealing information that has not... What is it? Should I say unsolicited? It's, it's, not, it's not your information to tell. Now, if you're saying something positive, you still need to be discreet and discern when to say something. For example, it, I've had people... There was a few people um, that were from Montgomery. I'm from Montgomery, Alabama. There was a few people that were from Montgomery that were living in Birmingham. And I would have other people who they did not know personally, but I knew and they knew of them. I know this is already, this is why I don't like (laughs) gospel, But they would ask, but they would ask um, about them and hey, how they're doing. And um, I would talk. Like, yeah, they're doing great. Oh, okay, what are they up to? And I'm like, okay, I just said they're doing great. So if you want to know, <laughs> you can go to them, okay? Um, that's an example, because I, I had a friend of mine. They were, He was going through college. For I think first person in this family to go through college. And there were people I did not really, I wasn't friends with, but they knew of him or knew him when we were in conversation. I don't even know how it came up. But they asked about him, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, he's he's doing well, he's in college. Because I used to be like, I am gonna brag about my friends. You know, yeah, look what he doing. Look what she doing. Look, look, they doing good. I'm so happy to see them doing good. But I also had to learn that some people, again, who are just out there to gather intel, they're just out there to gather intel about people and, and they don't really care. They're not really concerned. Um, they're quick to take that information you give them and twist it they'll hear that, oh, such and such is in college and they'll get very upset or whatever, and then go off and twist and change what I actually said. And this person that may be asking about my friend at the time, my friend may not even want them to know about their business, even if it's good. So I just leave it at, they're doing well. I used to really wonder why when I was really young, when people would just be like, I'm good, I'm good, yeah, I'm good. Oh, she's doing well. She's doing good. And I'm just like, oh, I want to know. I want to know how they're doing. I want to tell them. I want to talk to them. I'm so glad that you, yada, yada, yada. But if it ain't your business to tell, that may be somebody else's good news that they want to tell. But by the time they go and talk to you, you already know. And it kind of ruins it. <laughs> you know, and there are people out there like that. They want to be the source of knowledge, they want to be like God. So they want to be like, telling everybody's business they may not be tearing people down but they want to be they want to be the in-all know-it-all they want to tell they want to they want people to come to them because their esteem is low and they want people to come to them to ask them about hey what's tim doing what's john doing what's jackie doing i don't know anybody with those (laughs) but um they want to be the source of truth or an illusion of truth. Because, again, you don't know the full perspective and scope of everything like God does. And that's what I see what a lot of these discernment channels do. This is why there is not much mention. <clears throat> mm, excuse me. This is why there's not much mention, if at all, of christ because he's not the focus he's not the center he's not the head he's not that interesting either to them in order especially if you lukewarm if that person's not saved and they're lukewarm they're definitely going to mention christ and mention some scriptures and stuff like that because they're a lukewarm person is all about getting praise for man i don't care if the man is saved or not they want to get praise from both sides they trying to they trying to win favor from everybody and anybody possible because they want to be like god trying to get pra- all praise from all men and, it, and it's not going to work, but they, they try. In vain, they try. And so, yeah, they'll make a mention of Christ, or they'll mention some things here and there. And they lie so much that they believe their own lies. And with somebody who is coming that has Christ in them, and Christ is talking to them, saying, this is not <laughs> what you're supposed to be doing, they don't even see it. Because, again, they're not they're not able to spiritually discern good fruit They're so used to accusing brethren, for example, that are presenting good fruit, not realizing that, wait a minute, this can't be a false teacher or a false prophet because um, the voice that's speaking through them and teaching, Satan can't be up against Satan. This is just somebody that is unlearned in this area or um, they may be very um, excited to... Preach the gospel and teach, but again, all of us have to learn this too. Because the fruit of the spirit is self-control and patience, right? These are some of the fruits of the spirit. All right, so if you're if you're young in the faith and you're eager, you still have to learn when. <laughs> I do I'm preaching to the choir. You still have to learn when you need to say something, when you need to preach, when we, you know. So this could be a, an example of that, which I think that's more in more cases than not where someone is eager. But it's like, uh, what did I used to hear a lot in RNTC in the Marine Corps? Oh, yeah, good initiative, bad judgment. So that person will have good initiative, which means their heart and their direction is towards the Lord, which means that their the intent, the initiative that they're taking, the action that they're intake they're taking, is based on the intent to serve God and to be about God's business. And it's God who has to teach us and show us how to be about his business, because we still are, he's the one teaching us how to be holy as he is holy and unlearning our own ways and habits when we came into the faith. And so we will make those bad judgments again, like there'll be faults there, but it won't continuously be there because the more that you practice righteousness by walking with the only one who is righteous, you're going to become just like who you spend the most time with, you know, and this is also why he's already said, Because when he says something, it's his final word is it. This is how he, he knows how powerful his word is and the truth is. Because where we have to catch up to what God has already said about us individually being righteous, according to his righteousness and according to his word, he already sees the end state of what we are and who we are or will be. But we are not at that point because we exist in time. So we have to we we're the ones that show faith in his word and then by doing so we're just like him he has faith in his word to know that when he says something it's gonna happen and it does and so this is what we do as well and so we will make bad judgments but it won't be continuous because he'll be convicting us and teaching us on how to talk or how to act how to walk but again there will be faults there in order for him to do that if there was no faults, then how why would we need his help why would we need a teacher The Holy Spirit is our teacher. Why would we need a comforter? We wouldn't need this if we didn't, if we, we would already have it as it is. And we don't. Again, these are things that people who are out here looking for fault in people. It's like they're completely missing, which is scary because they're also missing that in themselves. And this is why they may not understand this, but this is, this can be why a lot of people, whether, uh, again, whether they're of the body of Christ or not. If they see these types of videos or read these types of articles, if they see this, they'll say, you're leading people from Jesus. They are. They don't see that. Jesus didn't come on the earth, walk around saying, you got this fault. You got this, 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 and that. He knows everything. He came preaching and teaching. About his father's word, because he was about his father's business, not about everybody else's business. He also wasn't about exposing everybody's business, for it is written that Jesus Christ came into the world not to condemn it, but to save it. The devil is a condemner and an accuser of brethren, and so will his children be. Now, again, <clears throat> when you're saved in the body of Christ, you can have those poor or bad judgments where you used to condemn because everybody's done it. If you if you didn't condemn somebody, you self-condemn yourself. So you will have those tendencies. But again, like I said earlier, you'll unlearn that. That's not something that'll be consistent. But over time, but over time, if if, for example, if you're following a ministry, you really we all shouldn't follow in Christ. But if you're learning from a ministry and uh, it's been years. We should not put a timetable on how long a fruit should be in maturation or what season a fruit should bloom from people, okay? But I will say this much, because ain't nobody finna mock God. He can't be mocked. And he's not going to sit here and tell us and protect us by telling us to be careful about certain people if we're supposed to still remain... Mm -hmm entertaining or being around certain people for years before actually knowing their true intent no he will let you know up front <laughs> because again he's all about getting you to go the right way teaching you and teaching us how to walk right and act right and he already tells us that you know bad company corrupts good morals that could be based off of what you're watching what you're listening to, not just who you're hanging around and since he don't deny himself he's not gonna deny what he said And it doesn't take long for him to correct you and to show you people around you that don't, that may claim to be of him, but they walk in their own walk. They ain't walking with him. They may later, but currently they're not walking with him. So now they're in danger to you because you're in close quarters to them. You're close with them. And the devil definitely uses people who are closest to you to get you off course. Christ wants you to be focused on the father. (laughs) And so this person's over here and ignorance. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, they may be calling themselves Christian or whatever like that, but they, they, they're not Christian, but, um, they're really mocking themselves, but they're not representing Christ properly. Okay. Again, it goes back to, they didn't know any better, but, you can't be around them and hang out with them because now you're gonna pick up their habits and traits. He's going to show you, okay? (laughs) That's why I said, it's not gonna take years and years and years and years because it's like saying um, you will be able to discern and see the difference between someone who has effort. Again, initiative, good initiative. They may have bad judgment, but you gotta look at that initiative because God is looking for effort. That mustard seed of faith, he's looking for effort. A person who ain't about the father's business ain't got no effort. Because they, they're not even thinking about him. Remember, remember that it's written that the carnal mind can't please God. And people that are false brethren, they have carnal minds. They ain't thinking about God. Like when we once was <clears throat> in the world, and of it, we weren't thinking about him. We didn't even know to think about him. Because we're thinking about what we were brought up and as far as the world is showing us what thing is and what life is like which was lies so this is just some points that i wanted to make that i wanted to even add on to this video about people you don't they don't even realize that they're over here uh they're not able to even see the good fruit and they're they're calling a lot of people who are of the faith or even people who have they may not be saved yet but they're still sheep of god they just haven't been called yet at their appointed time they're so focused on faults finding in everybody <clears throat> which is just a waste of time because everybody has faults instead of actually teaching what fruits to avoid even someone that is not saved they can still benefit from and be drawn to christ by you helping them because they'll even be able to say okay um they can't fulfill god's will until they're saved but they can at least say this person actually cares about people this person cares about me you know uh this 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 is this is good information. This is stuff that I can use for myself. And then the more you feed them, the more, if they do love the truth, they're going to keep coming. That's, that's another way that the Father draws people to him. But if you're sitting here and you're like, look what you're doing, look what you're doing, look what you're doing, uh-huh. Oh, guess what this person's doing? You ain't acting no different than um, real TV or all that other mess that's on TV and the radio or whatever that's drama-based and gossip-based reality TV. You're no different than that. And they're going to go away. Because you ain't preaching the gospel. Your gospel, because the gospel means good news. Your example of the good news when you are all about condemning and exposing people's business is only good news to the flesh. And only the people who operate and walk according to the flesh who call themselves Christian or whatever they want to call themselves. That's good news to them. That's good news to the flesh because the flesh loves sin. It loves to glorify sin. Like I said, so people that walk according to it, they're going to flock to it. That's going to be their good news. And they'll be like, I'm preaching the gospel. I'm saying the gospel. No, it's not the gospel. That's not the gospel. Jesus is not even at, he's not even in it. And then the Jesus you may be preaching, that's not the Jesus of the scriptures. That's another Christ. That's another gospel. If there is one and it ain't. But you, you making up one like it is. And not even realizing, but you're doing the devil's work. Sit down somewhere. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that, like, You know, I'm better than you because we all have had to learn to sit down if you are doing that, if you're out here doing that, or you're ready to do that. And that's the dangerous thing I'm really seeing with YouTube is that I'm finding how the same people who are actually doing this, and they are, they may be safe too, but still that the people who are actually doing this, they're sitting here saying that they want to teach other people, um, and teach other people how to teach and how to have ministries. And I'm just sitting here like, no, that's God's jobs. (laughs) sit down (laughs) but anyway i just wanted to talk on that point on how dangerous it is to your walk with christ to follow watch or be around and listen to people who especially claim to be of the faith but who prefer looking for fault in people and exposing other folks shame while hiding their own acting like they have no sin or shame instead of being obedient to jesus who tells us to discern and test the fruit That people present to see if they have come from God. Nowhere did Jesus say to expose people's business after you have tested fruit. That's just stuff that has been added to the Word of God. That's nowhere is God going to be exposing people's shame. But I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep the faith and stay strong in the faith by having faith that Jesus Christ died for our sins on the cross. And he rose from the grave on the third day, and he's now at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And through our faith in him, we have overcome sin and death. That is the true gospel. and That is the true good news for our spirit. The flesh don't want to hear that. And that's why people who are not about the Father's business, they're not going to be spreading the gospel. And they're deceiving a lot of people and confusing a lot of people, saying that what they're doing is the gospel, and it's not. But anyway, I love you all, thank you for listening, and God bless.